next up, I am very, very sorry that um, it's, kind of, it's it's embarrassing, and it's embarrassing that I didn't know until 24 hours later that uh, the file that I uploaded for yesterday's episode was a bad file. Um, thanks to Christine, who let me know that 39 minutes was not the entire length of the episode. It was 52 minutes. So I apologize for I'm not trying to, to, to play the system, game the system to make you get multiple notifications because that's annoying and I'm not trying to play that. So I apologize, one, for having you get multiple notifications. I apologize for... Not and and this is my this is my weakness. This is my biggest blind spot. I'm impatient. I don't have good attention to details. I would have seen that uh, it was 39 minutes, recognized that right away, and said we talked way longer than that. So my apologies. Um, I may or may not have a guest here at the end of this podcast. We are scheduled to talk in about 90 minutes so this person can clear up what the heck is going on with the Toledo ballet drama. A couple of key figures were just uh, basically fired. Their contracts were not renewed and there was a big uproar from people who were there watching the prepared statement being read, which they interrupted. Good for them uh, if if they were so blindsided by this. So we might have a guest here that will be stitched into the end of this. Uh, some some good things to get to. Um, you are delighted about raising canes. Um, let me give you this though. We'll, we'll get to uh, how we purchase things and support our community is not binary. It's not one or the other. It's a mix of both, and everyone can survive and thrive in the ecosystem. But first, um, now that you've got your raisin canes, it's another opportunity for me to. Uh, plant this seed. And it's unlikely to ever happen because Raising Canes is what, 100 miles away in Columbus. In the same way that we're likely to never have an in and out here because that's an out west thing. I saw some people say Zaxby's. I have no idea what that is. Um, I am very unlikely to ever have a Wawa here. You know, I've talked about Wawa. If you follow my socials, as soon as my dad arrives on his visits from Philadelphia, um, I take pictures of all the soft pretzels he's bought me from multiple Wawa's. Their soft pretzels are absolutely delicious. I guess I could probably buy them online, but watch. You're not going to feel so euphoric or excited about Raisin Cane's now that it's here because it's here and it's more accessible. I could order soft pretzels and have them delivered on on ice or whatever, but that euphoria and ecstasy I feel when my dad shows up and he's got one suitcase full of clothes and the other suitcase full of my pretzels, I love it. And I see how long it can last me, and I'm like, I can't eat all these in one week. I want a Wawa here. Um, People are like, isn't that just a gas station? Well, it is now. It used to just be a convenience store, a mini mart. Like, they weren't gas stations until... Like, I left Philadelphia in the early 2000s. Um, You'd go in there and you'd get convenience store stuff. But it was like, so uh, you know them as sub shops. There were hoagie places. 
uh, that I would go to back home. Uh, there was a Mike Schmitz or oh, shit. What, what did they change to? Oh God, I go all the time with my dad now. Um, other random places, usually with a name ending in in a vowel, <laughs> um, and they'd be subs. But we call them hoagies, and there are slight differences. So all these hoagie shops um, were delicious. You would get hoagie shop level food, a hoagie, a shorty hoagie, or whatever size you wanted, from Wawa. So when uh, when those places weren't open, you know, after you were leaving someplace, bar, club, whatever, it's late at night, early in the morning, you can get a shorty hoagie at 6.30 in the morning. So those th- that those things were absolutely delicious. And I wonder now that they've gone into like pizza and every other line of work and delivery, if that's if they've lost some of the touch of what I remembered them for when I was growing up. That's fine. I understand. That's what happens. Businesses evolve. But I'd like to have a Wawa here. And you're like, I'll take I'll take a Sheets. I know what Sheets is. Um, because I see them in western Pennsylvania. And there was actually there were there were a couple, there was one. Where I lived in Allentown, Pennsylvania. But Wawa's were really East Coast thing. Philadelphia, New Jersey. I think there were some in Maryland as well. I think some people have opened some down in like Florida. Uh, Sheets was mostly Western Pennsylvania. From what I've heard, the coffee is good. I don't do coffee at Wawa. It's fine, but it, it's never been anything to write home about. Um, but so far as I know, Sheets does not have soft pretzels or hoagies. So that's why I want my Wawa here. Um, it's funny. I mentioned this guy on the air yesterday, uh, Scott Yarnell, who I believe is the guy that opened up Ernest Brew Works. Um, I saw him commenting and I guess because we're friends, I saw his comment on Facebook about, what was it? Oh, the, uh, the Conant street, the one year anniversary, the first birthday, the one year anniversary of Conant being more narrow. And he, he the story said there has been mixed reaction and Scott commented that he's only seen one, one side of it and, I, and to be honest I've only seen people complaining about it although whenever there's a media story there's always a quote from yesterday it was the the brew house in mommy I think it's called saying we're totally fine with this we look forward to everything coming with this as things would have it because the algorithms are so shadowy and that's how they work Scott chimed in. Um, and mention it on, on the post that I grabbed from the show page and I put it on my personal page. And again, all credit to Jordan Strack for driving this, being the loudest, and then breaking the story yesterday of Raisin Cane's. Um, Scott said something about, like, what, more chains? Uh, and then somebody else hopped in and said, I live in Perrysburg Township. Where are these, you know, where are these local places I can eat? Uh, and then somebody else hopped in and it got testy and it got, you know, shopping by local versus big chains. Um, I, I think you, I don't have to prove to you that Toledo is in my DNA now. I live local. Um, I don't think you can do all one or the other. Uh, this is like shop local, live local. It's not a binary thing. I thought about going through like... Every single thing that I buy to prove to you just that. But you can do the catalog in your own head of, yeah, like, I have to get that from Amazon. I don't love it, but I I just have to get it there. I have to get that at Target. Or, look, my soul dies a little bit each time when I go into Walmart as well. Um, but there are things that we have to get there. And 
you can process that out and go, Eric, we have to get them there because those stores put other stores out of business. I understand that, but I think a lot of that was long, long ago. Let me give you just a small example of of me. So I'm not going to go through everything I buy. Just a small example. I live for Monette's. Um, I did not shop there when I lived downtown because of other places. Um, I took advantage of the farmer's market when I lived downtown, but I did a lot of fresh time, which is not a big box Goliath that you would call it other places. I'd go to Sophos, but now I am where I am. And Monette's is on my way to work. Um, yesterday I walked out of there with everything I need for my salads for the week with like a $4 or however much it cost, uh, bottle of olive oil because I was out and it cost me $14. In fact, I thought the girl didn't ring up the olive oil. She said, no, I got it. I love that. I will never not shop at Monette's uh, and their prices are better than Kroger's. Uh, and when I say Kroger's, I mean like multiple Kroger's, not like when you say Kroger's or Myers or Walmart. Um, I, I spend less on what I need for food at Monette's, but there are times I've got to pick up a prescription at Kroger. Um, I have to get other things that Monette's doesn't sell. I can get my protein bars at Kroger. I can get my some alcohol. I can buy liquor. And again, this all goes back to Kroger being this big, big box conglomerate and having put other places out of business. But that was long before our time where, the, you know, every neighborhood had a, had a mom and pop five and dime. And this is where we live. Uh, I'm not going to only shop at Kroger. I'm not going to only shop at Monette's. And again, as long as somebody pointed out in this Facebook argument yesterday, as long as you're a good business, you will survive and thrive. Times will be challenging, but if you're good, you will continue on. Um, And yeah, small places, crazy Philly. Crazy Philly, the cheesesteak shop that opened up. Um, When I went in there, it didn't seem like a great operation. And you know what? I found out not that long ago, it closed. Food was fine, a little expensive, um, but it just maybe wasn't a good enough business. And it, this is survival of the fittest. And yes, Walmart and Kroger and all these places have endless amounts of money to price people out. But again, there's just some things that I, I will always go to Monette's for. And at the end of the day, we make all of our decisions. I think even the people who scream shop local, and if you are a boisterous, you got to shop local. If I ever see you in a chain, I'm going to call you out. Um, uh, One other note before I, well, I'll continue with that because I want to come back to Raising Cane versus some of the other arguments with, with that. Um, all these places can survive and thrive. We make our decisions. 95% of those decisions are based on money. And look, I, I tell you to shop local, but if there's something, Amazon's the example. Um, and I'll, I'll weave this in another way. So there is a protein I've been buying. I think it's called PE Select, a protein I've been buying from Amazon. Um, I think the only place that sells it here, like in stores, is Vitamin Shop. Uh, I'm never around the Vitamin Shop. I wish to God there was a Vitamin Shop instead of the GNC at Spring Meadows. There's a Vitamin Shop in Perrysburg on 20. There's a Vitamin Shop on Monroe, which I used to go to all the time and got very friendly with the people that worked there. 
uh, Chris and Tracy and some other good people. We make all of our decisions based on money. Um, if something is less expensive, we'll get it there. And what goes in tandem with money is time. You know the saying, time is money. Um, I'm not saving really anything by ordering that protein from Amazon as opposed to going to vitamin shop, but it would cost me more to go out of my way because I'm never in those places to buy at local places. And, and again, those are chains, but as I always like to remind people, uh, while Walmart and Kroger and all these places are monolithic creations and creatures, nobody from Iowa works at the Walmart on Glendale. Nobody from California works at the Starbucks in Rossford. Um, these are local businesses. Or I'm sorry, these are local people. And not all of those businesses, the chains and whatnot, are good community partners, but some are. I'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, I, I would love to see if the boisterous shop local people um, if they live that out, because it, look, yesterday I'll give you another example. I buy my chicken. I used to buy my chicken all the time. Um, what I was doing fresh time for a long time. They changed, so I went back to fresh market. Where every Tuesday was two ninety nine, uh, boneless, skinless chicken. Now, like antibiotic free. It's like the best you can get. They've stopped that because of what's been going on for the last couple of years. But uh, that, that's changed. But I was making decisions based on my money and. My time. It was convenient to get over there. I'd stock up on chicken for weeks. Um, I then started to buy chicken at Kroger. It was $1.99 before all this got super crazy. Now it's $2.19 for the family pack. I put it in the freezer, take it out the next day. Makes it easier to cut when it's a little frozen. I make it all for the week. Um, I buy it there at Kroger as opposed to at Monette's because at Monette's it's like $4.99 a pound for the same chicken. I mean, I greatly appreciate the person who has the financial wherewithal and resources to always make that purchase as opposed to buying for 50% less at the bigger stores. Good for you. I applaud you for doing that. Most average citizens can't do that. We make our decisions based on our finances and the resources we have available. So yeah, we lose a little bit of our soul and we purchase things at Walmart who might not treat their employees all that well or pay them as much as they should. Um, I recognize that. But again, just remind yourself that these are local citizens, people that we live in the community with that work at these places. So show them a little respect if you can, especially during all of this. Um, another note is not everybody is a shitty community partner. Let me give you an example. The big monolith of Starbucks. Now, I know that they have a pretty good reputation. Uh, I think they pay their people decently. They are good for communities. They have offered to pay for college and whatnot. Uh, maybe some of the other big places do that, but let me give you an example. Uh, of things should not be so black and white. If it's a chain, it's evil. It's automatically evil. Um, there is a girl that I know who used to manage the Starbucks on airport at Spring Meadows. And I think she left because she was so good, They Starbucks started moving her around. Uh, she knew that I was a mental health advocate. And she um, made sure that 
her building, her Starbucks, her location, and Starbucks got behind her so that she could put some money and resources towards NAMI and, and other mental health efforts here in our community. So um, not every chain is is absolute and pure evil. We have truly lost nuance and detail. And I know that, like I told you, I'm bad with details when it comes to arguments and discussions like these. I try to really dig in and focus in on those details. So I hope I've shared some good things with you here. Um, and uh, my, my friend Dan Ortiz, who's been on the podcast a, a bunch of times, he's multiple times said, um, the attic has better chicken tenders, fingers, whatever, than raisin canes. Fine. Fine. That's it's completely fine. But I can't drive through there. And the attic is not after I've just gone to Coles or to, not that I would go to Raisin Cane's after Deets, but there are some local places um, in on that corridor of shopping. Not all, uh, not all local, mostly not. But if I just left Target, if I just left Walmart, if I just left Meyer, I can't go to the attic. I'm going to go to Raisin Cane's if that's what I'm looking for because it's right there. Look, there are some things here that you can absolutely argue and debate, um, and I'm welcome to hearing those, but I just don't think that there is anybody that completely shops local 100% of the time. Again, if you do, I applaud you for having the money and the time to do such things. Um, There are just some things, and again, Amazon has put a lot of places out of business. There are just some things that I can only get there. Um, I, I tried to go through things I buy frequently and uh, a lot of them were transformers. I can't buy that locally. So I have to go to the big box stores. Um, It's a complicated issue. It's not so easy as shop local and every chain is evil. Uh, Two last points to throw at you uh, to prove to you that things are everything and, and that when they're good, they stick around. You've been to the mall recently, right? You've, read stories about certain places, the JCPenney's of the world and whatnot, and big box stores, like how Best Buy has had to change their model to keep up with Amazon and other places. But uh, clothing places, uh, we don't go to the mall as much anymore because we have great places like Choop Mode, Mud Maid is coming, and lots of other, maybe they're just an online business and maybe they service all over the country, but maybe they're here in our community. That's a local business. Right? Just because they don't have a storefront doesn't mean they're not local. And they are driving stakes into these massive retailers that have had to change their business model or they've just flat out gone out of business over the years. So not every chain is a successful monolith. Some are failing, lost at sea, uh, with hopes lost at sea. Um, Did I have one more thing about this? Oh, the Sandusky thing. For people that were like, where do you have a Raising Cane's in Sandusky? And I tongue-in-cheek say, um, we only claim Sandusky as Northwest Ohio when it's a Cedar Point thing. And more straight in a more straightforward way, uh, that's not convenient. And I don't even know where that Raising Cane's is there. Is it a part of Cedar Point? Or is it actually in like Sandusky, Port Clinton proper? Um, something on Route 20 is a lot more accessible than driving all the way out there. So, um, when I was doing a lot of work with the Lucas County Suicide Prevention Coalition now, like four some years ago, I was delighted to hear that schools were handling bullies for the most part 
trouble kids who cause trouble differently than we're going to suspend you and send you home for three days and then you'll come back and everything's fine. I, I never understood. Uh, when I was a kid, I was like, hold on a second. That kid just did some bad shit and they get three days off of school. It didn't make any sense to me when I was 10 years old and it didn't when I was an adult. So I was glad to see that um, bullies and kids who caused trouble were being addressed differently in some schools. Uh, we were looking at these kids through a different prism and going, okay, this kid did something wrong. There should be some kind of punishment, if for no other reason than to appease uh, the family of maybe the kid that was bullied or whatever it may be. But then we're going to go, why are you doing this? Is everything okay at home? We're going to see why you did these bad things. Um, if you're kicking somebody's ass at school, if you're causing fights, if you're causing problems, if you're getting, you know, if you're a problem kid, something, you don't just do that. There is an impetus behind that. There is a catalyst. And I would guess a lot of times it's because of something at home. And uh, it's unfortunate, as I've said, um, I think, I may be wrong, this is one of Eric's crazy theories, schools have had to take on more of a parenting role um, in the last couple of decades. My crack theory is that there are more single parents than ever. That's challenging for the parents, for both parents who deal with the kid. Um, maybe because those single parents are trying to play one off another. No is not a word that often comes up for that kid. But um, kids spend what, like a, a third or at least a quarter, 30% of their day in school. And if things are not going well at home, if they're not getting the best parenting at home, unfortunately, it falls on the schools. So I'm glad to see TPS. They held a big press conference yesterday. And this probably should be filed under, unless they were already doing some of these things, better late than never. But they will take a more holistic or universal approach to kids who misbehave or violent or cause any kinds of problems and other safety measures as well. Um, but knowing that some of these kids in TPS specifically come from probably pretty awful homes where maybe the parents are completely neglectful if they're even there at all or they're or that kid comes from a, a, a home where there's a grandparent watching over them and they just can't they don't have the vitality life to be the energy to be involved in that kid's life like two parents would be i'm glad tps is going to step up and say yeah we're going to suspend you for a day but then before you come back we're going to sit down with you and i'm just rambling about this part we're going to sit down with you and go what's going on why did you do this well, I was angry at that kid. He, he, you know, he called me a name. He called me some shit on social. Okay, well, why did you get so angry? It's just a name. I don't know. I just lost my cool. Why did you lose your temper? Because I'm stressed out, okay? When I go home, I have to go to work. I got to help everything around the house. Okay, now we're getting to the crux of the problem as to what was the beginning of what caused this bad behavior. I'm so glad that TPS is finally doing this. And I do feel bad, but I, I do hope that you agree with resources. Okay, so maybe we can't pay teachers as much. Maybe we have to let people with, as we've learned recently, uh, lesser standards be substitutes because we've got a lack of people power, teacher power. That's okay. If we can um, get those substitutes in, fine. And we can reallocate some resources towards helping these kids because they're in school. And whether it's learning math or history, 
or how to be a better human, they're in school. It's about education. And whether that's emotionally, psychologically, or mathematically, I think it's an important resource we should allocate. So I'm glad TPS is doing this. Um, let's see if we have a guest. Um, if not, this is over right now. You can tell by the length of this podcast. So just hang on. <laughs> 